Welcome to another episode of Inside with Outsiders. I'm Jeremy Asgari, and today I have a fellow New York City nightlife alum, the famous, nightlife famous, Eric Solar. Retired party guy. Retired party guy. That's the, the, the correct terminology for That's you? That's the tagline nowadays. Man, how are you doing? I'm good. Glad to have you on this show. Happy to, uh, happy to be Someone here. who's made it out of New York City nightlife, alive and thriving. Yep. Um, Transitioned into like suburbs. Exactly, because transition these days means something different. Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, no. <laughs> you know what I mean. Transitioning to the suburbs. The suburban life. <laughs> suburban yeah. life. I hear that. So where are you from originally? Born in the Bronx. Grew up between Queens and the Bronx. And uh, what's your background? Both my parents, Puerto Rican. I'm Puerto Rican. My mother was born in Puerto Rico. My dad was born in the Bronx. A Puerto Rican from the Bronx? That's a, that's a, there's a lot of Puerto Ricans in the Bronx, right? A lot of old school New York heads that I know, like uh, Ruben Rivera, Bronx, Puerto Rican, all these guys. Yeah. Um, and I hung out in the South Bronx, too, as a kid. So. Oh, what, what, what decade was this? When was this? Mid-80s. Mid-80s in the South Bronx. Yeah, I'm aging myself already. Man. That's yeah, all right. I went to Park Jams, bro. Oh, so you, you well, you know, hip-hop didn't originate. It originated in the Bronx, right? It did. Yes. BDP. They, yes. I was saying Queensbridge, but no, Queensbridge yeah. got set straight by KRS-One. Exactly. Um, what was it like? I mean, we've had a couple of people that we interviewed that were from LES in the 80s okay. at Warzone, but I've also seen photos of the South Bronx. What was that like growing up there? It was also a war zone, yeah. as you said. Um, you know, what they say, Reaganomics. You know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was... Just say no. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I, I grew up in that era, you know, and, and fortunately, we lived in a better part of town. I lived in what they call Rosedale. You know, it's where the Cross Bronx and the Bronx River meet. And, you know, most people who know historically, the Bronx River just, uh, excuse me, the Cross Bronx just cut right through the Bronx and yeah. went through all the tenements before our time, even my time. Right. So, so you grew up there, like when... You went to high school there and so no, on? No, actually, I moved to Queens. Are you thirsty? Yeah. I'm thirsty, man. Yeah. I see your, your beer looks really frosty. It makes me so thirsty. That's crazy. It's almost like product placement. It, almost. <laughs> <laughs> but not almost. really. But not really. Yeah, yeah I'm with you. Uh, I'm with you. Showing like behind the curtains yeah. on set. Yeah. Pull well, back the curtain. You want to hear that? Oh, that sounds good. Well, cheers. Bams. So, cheers to you. Cheers, guys. Crack cheers. Crack Mmm. Oh, that's good. Mm. Don't worry, that's I'm also good. drinking a fat tower off camera. Yes, you are. Um, Enjoy. So let's get back into it. You're from, you're from the Bronx. What was that? But you didn't go to high school there. You went, no, I went to high school in Flushing, Queens. So why did you go to Flushing, school in Flushing, Queens from the Bronx? My parents wanted to get it out of the Bronx. I don't know why. But you were still living in the Bronx, right? They, no, my parents, yeah, listen, I come from a rare Puerto Rican family that's still together. My parents are still alive and they're still together. Cheers Bless to them. them. Cheers to them. Bless yeah, them. cheers. But uh, in, I want to say about 77, 78, they decided that they wanted to move to Queens. Okay. So. So how old were you then? Uh, six, seven years old. Okay. Well, we already know you're old as hell, so it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but, you know, it was a lot of back and forth because once I got of age, went to the military. Well, hold up, hold up. Wait, wait. Let's, let's, let's reverse it a little bit. Yeah. I know you as... Uh, uh, retired party guy. Yeah. Uh, I also know you also work in a different industry. We'll get into that right. now. More of a stable uh, corporate job in a sense. Yes. Um, but I also know you, you're in the army. And I know that because I didn't know that until you started going on the outsider bike rides. And, right. and, and you've been a great advocate for outsiders. You've actually introduced us to one of our, our best 
how would I describe it? Our favorite bikers in a sense, or our cyclists, uh, Joey Hendricks. Yes, Joey's the man. Shout out to Joey Hendricks, man. Uh, Joey rode with his hard body last year during the during the pandemic, man. He he was definitely a, a key staple figure in the Outsiders, yes. and he's been on some hikes too. Um, has he done the show? Has he done this? I'm trying to. I mean, maybe by the time this airs, he will have done it. We'll he see. He should. He should. No, I I hit him up yesterday he's to do the show. It. He's got to do it. I hit him up after I hit you up. All right. Um, but. Yeah, you, you, I found out while you were cycling with us, you were in an army shirt. And I was like, that's weird. This party guy's wearing an army shirt. And then yeah. it turns out you were in the military. What? Let's, so you went to high school in Queens. You were in Queens up until, until you leave for the military. What, what compelled you to do with the military? I mean, you're very, in my eyes, I see you as a very creative dude, very downtown New York yeah. City. You, you have an artistic eye. It's, not to say that someone who's got that kind of eye doesn't go to the military, but right. in my eyes, it's a little unusual. Uh, what what compelled you to join the military, and what branch of the military were you in? I was in the army, yeah, and uh, and the National Guard, and it was more about stability for me, and wasn't necessarily about a trade. But when I went in, the first thing they did was put me in front of a Unix computer, which at the time was one of the most complex uh, systems. It was all parameters, you know, a lot. So that's why I got introduced into technology. But were you getting in trouble before you went to the military? Yeah, I was getting a lot of trouble. What were you doing? Just all around trouble from junior high school or middle school. What do they call it? Middle school now? Uh, when I was a kid, they called it, it junior high school. Junior high. But in junior high school to high school, I got into a lot of trouble. You know, just... Usual kid stuff or something that was more... Uh, a little bit of everything. Hanging out with, you know, the wrong people and, you know, women, girls. Well, I shouldn't say women because at the time it's girls. Yeah. It was girls... And, you know, a couple of fights here and there. So my mom and my, both my parents encouraged me to do something. And so this is straight out of high school? I did it on my own. Straight out of high school? Yeah, straight out of high school. So straight out of high school, you were, what, 17, 18? 18, 18 at the time, 17, obviously. 17, 17. Well, I mean, you have to even listen at 17, I, but I, you had to I, wait till you're 18. I right? left. I dropped out, went into the military. You dropped out of high school? Dropped out of high school. But you never got your degree? Got my GED. Good enough diploma. Good enough diploma. Okay. So why didn't you finish high school? Uh, I wanted. I really did want to get into the military. I, I did. And, well, how could and you get into the military under 18? Back then, they had something that was called a, a split option. So it's something they don't do anymore. Okay. Yeah. So what is that? What was a split option? So like you would go in um, in your junior year of high school, and you would go to basic training, go back to school, finish. And I decided that, you know, I didn't even want to finish. I just wanted to drop out, get my GED, and go back in. Wow, so you were really motivated to join the military. Yeah. Unfortunately, I never got to go. You know, I stayed stateside the whole you time. You said unfortunately. Unfortunately, I never got to go to, like, overseas or anything like that, you know. For, for war or just to go overseas in general? Just generally speaking. I was in, when I went to school, the first Gulf, Gulf War kicked off. I remember okay. being in what we call AIT, Advanced Individual Training. Yeah. Um, I remember... Bush Sr. announcing the first Gulf War as we sat in our day room. You know, we called it a day room. Yes. That's how yeah. old that, yeah, that's how old that was. 90, 1990. So what was the motivation? I mean, did you find yourself, did you feel like you were where you should have been when you found yourself in the military? Did you feel yes. right there? Yes. Okay. I mean, that's my first true calling when I was young. And this is one of the things you don't know about me was, was technology. Like, I think I thought I knew that. Yeah. I, I think. I, I mean, yeah, kind of. You know, I mean, we, as promoters, we kind of need to embrace technology. Yeah, of right? course. We had no choice. Yeah. But uh, at 17, 18 years old, I, you know, 
they put me in front of a computer, and I had no exposure to a computer other than computer lab in high right. school um, before that. But and you took to it like a fish in water. Yes. Yeah. Really. Like, so what were you doing? Um, I was a communications guy. So what was called what would be considered a patch panel operator. So I was patching in, you know, the general to, you know, the field. Okay. Yeah, in a little truck out in the field, and yeah. kind of like what you see the old movies when like. The woman goes... The operator oh, board. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. that's what you're doing. That's it. Did you ever speak to the president at the time? Huh? You ever speak to the president? Did you ever no. patch the president no, in? No. no? No, but see, I went through one of the... In 1990, I went through one of the first classes, which was... Uh, it was called DPAS, Digital Patch and Access System. And um, it was the, the first time they were going digital. Okay. You know, so we went from the analog system where it looked like those old, you know, like the, the, micro, the old microphone yeah. plugs to basically, you know these little plugs which were uh digital yeah so you yeah. essentially helped transition the military technology cutting edge, baby. It, yeah cutting you're responsible edge. for the country's safety right somehow yeah, at the time yes <laughs> so how long were you doing that uh, i was in the regular army for uh two years and then i was in the reserve for about four or five years after that and then you have to do some inactive time so you were like 23 when you got out somewhere around there yeah so what was what was your time like in the military it was uh it was fun. Were you based was, in, where were you based? Uh, I went to school in, in Augusta, Georgia. And then after, when the, Gulf, when the first Gulf War kicked off, I got uh, asked to be a trainer stateside there. I stayed Augusta, there. Georgia from the Bronx? Yes. What was that like? Culture shock, I'm sure. Culture shock. You know what the crazy shit is? That like, when you start to meet people from all over the United States, you know, like, you, you mean, I was... Eight, 17, 18 years old, and I'm meeting guys from Oklahoma and yeah. all different parts of Idaho. And when you say you're from New York, no matter who you are, the first thing is, you know, like, oh, do you, do you know this rapper? Or do you know this rapper? Well, you as, know, if like, you, as if you know them personally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Really? I mean, this is, that was this, your is before the era, this is before the era of the internet. Yeah. You know? And then when you say something like you're Puerto Rican, that, you know, there was, this is before J-Lo or Ricky yeah, Martin no, or I'm sure. like that. So they were like, is that like Mexican? Yes. Yeah, so what's funny is that I, I, I can't say I had experience. I was in the military. Right. I would never, I, I would never go. Mm -hmm. uh, but I did have an experience where my freshman year of college, I went to school in Ohio. Right. And, uh, culture shock. Huge culture shock. I hated it. Yeah. Matter of fact, uh, my first day at school in Ohio, this girl comes up to me. My brother was with me, dropping me off at school. We go to this party, and this girl comes up to me. She walks up to me, and I'm like, all right. She's about to, she looks like she wants to tell me something. She goes to me, and she says, uh, you look different. Yeah. I was like, really? Yeah. All right. What is it? She's like, are you Mexican? Yes. Yeah. like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me? Yeah. Like, no, I'm, I'm Persian. And she just looked at me and was like, Persian, what is that? And I was like, ah, oh, well, this would be an interesting year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I remember talking about, like, you know. What like, levels the playing field in the military is that you have a shaved head. Yeah. So everybody kind of looks similar. Well, there's conformity, of course. Right. Yeah. So uniform, right? Yeah. And, and it's even worse because I got the same thing. It's like, what are you? Yeah. You know, are you black? Are you white? Yeah. You know, like, and I was like, no, I'm Puerto Rican. It makes you appreciate the melting pot we have in New York. 100%. You know, when you leave that where everyone, if you either fall into a few categories, you're black, white, or Mexican. Right. right? And then there's Asian. Right? right. At the time, that's all that people knew. Yeah. You know, it, it was either you're black, you're white, or Mexican. Yeah. You know, and it's totally different now. Yeah, yeah, much different, thankfully. Yes. You know, people recognize for, for the We've evolved. diversity. Yeah.
Humanity's evolved. <laughs> uh, so you leave the military. What do you do next? Got out of the military. Um, Honorable discharge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, okay. I, and I continued um, doing National Guard. Yeah. So I did, you know, I was a weekend warrior at the time. And I got a job as a, uh, what we would consider now as an administrator for, uh, a systems administrator. I didn't even know what it was. So I started building computer networks for so small. IT. Yeah, just doing IT work. Didn't even know what IT was at the time. I was working for a small company and realized that, you know, technology was kind of like my calling uh, and what I really enjoyed. And um, I left that company and decided I'm going to trans. It was a nonprofit company. It was very, you know, they did um, what we did was at the time was kids that were aging out of foster care. We helped them get into, you know, uh, what we called independent living. Okay. It was an independent yeah. living center in, uh, on Fordham Road in the Bronx. Okay. Across the street from Fordham University. Yeah. It was called. It was Fordham <laughs> Plaza. And uh, I had to get out of the nonprofit sector because there wasn't, there wasn't a lot of money in that. I, I knew mm. I was in technology, and I told people, I said, I'm going to go work in banking. And they said, there's no way you're going to go from nonprofit to banking. And I said, but I'm in technology. Of course I can. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. And, and I, worked, I worked for a company called Sanford Bernstein, which became Bernst, uh, Alliance Bernstein after a while. And that's basically how I got into nightlife. Wait, wait. <laughs> how did you go from working at a bank to nightlife? Because I, I got my first job in New York City. You know what I mean? Okay. Other than that, I always worked. But you were in New York City before, weren't you? Yes, but in the Bronx. Yeah. But now I'm in Bronx. Bronx is like Canada. Yeah, when, when exactly. Yeah. Back then, yeah, it was, I was in, yeah, I was in, Manhattan was the city. Yeah. The Bronx is the Bronx. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Wait, hang on. Did you just call the Bronx Canada? As far as, like, what downtown Manhattanites feel like. Yeah, That's they, just they, horrible. That's it, like it, calling it, everybody in Brooklyn and Queens yeah. and New Jersey Bridge and Tunnel trash. Well, <laughs> that's trash, but that, back then. No, I know. I, back I then, Brooklyn was Bridge and Tunnel. No, well, so was Queens, so was New <clears throat> no, Jersey. No, I agree. Bridge and Tunnel. But now Brooklyn's considered cool, and they don't refer to it as Bridge and Tunnel anymore. Exactly. Back it's then, still, there it's was still, no To me, it's still point. Bridge and Tunnel. What's that? Was, it's still Bridge and Tunnel. No, it is, but at the same time. Is the, back then, Williamsburg was all Puerto Rican. Yeah. It wasn't hipsters. It wasn't yeah. all that. So there was no Greenpoint. There was no Williamsburg. Yeah, yeah. I have my Williamsburg story too. I'd love I to know. hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I missed an opportunity to buy a piece of property there when I was really young, and I should have. That, that's I mean, it. That's it in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you're still kicking yourself. Right. So wait. So you went from banking. Now you're in the city. Now you're in your nightlife. How did you? How, well, what, how did you end up in, in nightlife specifically? Like, would you meet somebody at the bank? No, 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 no. Actually, what happened was uh, I was actually going out to clubs, every, like, all the time. The yeah. way we were. Before, yeah. as, before being a promoter, I was just out at the club. And all the time. That's actually time. how I fell into it because exactly. I was out. You know? well, I, I loved it. I, I, I loved it. I breathed it. I ate it. I loved exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. So I was the guy that, you know, back then, and I, I wanna, I'm going to say it was probably 96, 97, 98, you know, that whole area, that, that time. And people would call me every day. I'm like, yo, where should I go today? Where yeah. should I go today? Where should I go today? And I ended up getting a job as a doorman only because people knew that if they put me at the door at their club, it was a small lounge. What uh, lounge? Uh, I want to say it was called Liquid. It was, it was Ryan and Leon's party. Ryan and Leon? Yeah. Oh, Events RL. Shout out yeah. to them. They yeah, gave me one, they're one of the few guys that gave me a start as well. Yeah. Big shout out to Ryan and Leon. So, so they Leon's brought, a Soho head, too. Exactly. It's weird. So they brought me in. Not Leon, and, excuse me, Ryan. 
Right. They brought me in um, as kind of like their backup doorman. And um, because they knew that people knew to yeah. call me, you know, people would call me. But before that, I had done a couple of little parties here and there, like, you know, just just for fun, you know, because I knew I could bring people out. Yeah. You know? I come from the era where I actually knew people that came from the parties, just like you. Yeah. You know what I mean? We, we weren't just we weren't just promoters. We were hosts, you know. Right. And um, it was it was prior to like the the model. I don't even know if exactly. you know about these model houses and stuff. Exactly. It was like the image promoter where you bring five, ten people and you're a promoter. Like, no, you got to fill the room up and the people got to pay to get in for right. you to get paid. So when I was working for in the, in the banking industry as a technician, one of the things I realized that uh, after work Tuesdays at Copa had shut down and um, I grabbed Richie. I said, Richie. Richie who? Romero. Richie Romero. Yeah, we got to shout him out. Richie. Shout out Richie Romero. This is like a going yeah, down yeah, yeah, nightlife no, memory be, lane. This is quite outsiders. a few shout outs tonight, I think. This is definitely an outsider show, but we got to talk about the history of how outsiders came about how, because a lot of it came from nightlife in a way. Yes. Your history is kind of, you know, the same way. So go ahead. Tell us about, about so, that. So Copa has changed hands and venues quite a few times. And one of the times they shut down, because they had a very, very lucrative Tuesday after work party. I remember. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and uh, I said, hey, there's something there. I grabbed yeah. Richie. And at the time, we had a, a, both Richie and I had a good relationship with uh, the owner of 151. I'm going a little bit before your yeah. time, I know. I, I heard of it. I mean, I remember hearing yeah. of it. Yeah. So we grabbed Zane and we said, listen, they dropped the ball. This is, I mean, Tuesdays after work at Copacabana was, was the shit. You know, everybody, I don't care who you are, white, black, Spanish, whatever, yeah. everybody went to that party. So we decided to duplicate what they did. And our opening night, are you ready for this? And where was it at? 151? 151. Yeah. Opening night was on 9-11. Oh, my God. We promoted the heck out of this party for probably three months. Wow. And uh, couldn't open up on obvious. Yo. You want to hear something crazy? Yeah. People were calling me. Are you guys still on? What? Yeah. It's after like a national, a global strategy. Tragedy 100%. That. Our wow. opening night was supposed to be 9-11. Oh my God. And uh, people were actually calling us like, hey, you guys still open? You're like, I need to do something. Yeah. Obviously, we weren't. The city well, was I can, actually, down. now that you say that, I can understand why you needed yeah. an outlet. Like that day, we're not going to go into that day. But that yeah. day was terrible. Right. So what we ended up doing was, I don't remember if it was a week after or two weeks after, because it really took... The world took a, a while to come back. Yeah. But we did a, a fundraiser. Everybody did fundraisers yeah, back then. Remember, yeah. So we did a fundraiser. And then from then on, that party was just, I mean, it was one of the, I mean, Copa probably kicked himself in the ass for shutting yeah. down because we so took that the was ball your, and ran with it. So that was your introduction to being a promoter? No, that was, that, that was, there was a couple of things that happened before that, you know, but that was what kind of made a name for us because we got... My partner and I, Luck. Yeah, Shout out to Eric, Luck. Eric, Eric and Luck. Luck. That's funny. I'm, I'm going to go on from that tangent real quick before you start talking about Eric. But I remember when I first started going out a lot and I met who was a good friend of mine, Liza Martinez, who you know very yes. well. I yes. think she went to high school with your wife, right? Yes. Um, remember her always talking about Eric and, Luck's par Eric's and Luck's, Eric and Luck's parties, Eric Solar. And I was like, you know, my, my view of you guys, like, oh, these are the... These are like the legend in the business. Like right. these guys are like the local celebrities. Um, so, yeah, I remember that very well. Like looking up and thinking to myself, like, damn, these guys got it going on. Well, one of the things that I think that we did back then that kind of separated ourselves a little bit was everybody was using these 
names like you know whatever it was prestige productions and this yeah and i remember click that. productions yeah click and, wow yeah. and people would say uh where are you going i'm going to eric and luck's party yeah and that's what they said. But, dude, so, that, that's a name in itself. The guy's I, name is Luck. <laughs> and I don't, yeah, exactly. I, and I don't want to take anything away from people like, you know, Jack and Pascal. But I think we kind of started that. Like, yeah. you know, they, they didn't get, you know, they, they didn't I'm come up with I'm too young to know own. when that started. But I just remember people also making up fake, cheesy, fake names. Yes. So uh, I never wanted to do the cheesy, yeah. fake name thing. Yeah. You know, and, and people would, like, that's, I, told, I would tell Luck, I said, listen, we're selling us. Yeah, uh, we're marketing us. So you had a great branding mind back then. So, so you were yeah. a, a great tech mind. Yeah, great creative branding mind. That's interesting. Right. I think yeah. I miss my calling in marketing. You think, dude? Yeah, I think I think any promoter has all a knack did. for it. Because right. think about did. this: you're doing multiple parties a week usually. <clears throat> Your product doesn't change too much, yet you have to convince people that it's something they've never experienced on a weekly basis. It's sales, huh? And I hate sales. Yeah. It's sales, and I hate it. I hate but it's it's because it, it's not exactly sales like you would think of sales but you of still a product. Sell it, hundred percent. You have to sell yes. anything in life, though. Yeah. Everything in life is sales. hundred percent. Read I a book called "To Sell This Human" by yes. Daniel H. Pink. I don't know if you read it. I've heard Great of it. Book. Yes. Everything is about selling. So convincing you to come here, I had to sell you on coming, uh, being in, uh, doing this interview. Right. So everything is sales. You got, you got me out of the house, huh? You got me out of the house. Yeah, yeah. And I haven't been out of the house in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> I sold you something good. You see? Yeah, yeah. And I'm loving it. This yeah. is great. I enjoy um, this. I appreciate it. I'm having you. Um, so, yeah, you were saying something about Eric Luck. Um, you're going into Luck. Sorry. Right. So, like I said, everybody wanted to do the whole, like, you know, all these catchy names. Yeah. And, and I said, well, we're not going to do that. Yeah. You know, and uh, I did a lot of things like that. Like, all right, I'll give you another one that I did that was very uh, against the grain. Yeah. Um, we made flyers. You remember? This is yeah. the day when people gave out flyers. Yeah. But we, I, I said, we're going to do flyers that are going to be this big. Yeah. And you know why I did that? Why? Because it looked like a drink ticket. Ah. Guess what? People kept them. Right. Right? Yeah. Where if you gave them this big-ass flyer. You know, yeah. At the time, everybody wanted these grand yeah. grand flyers and like that folded out and they were like die cut. And I said, no, we're going to do these little flyers. Yeah. And all the information you is going to be 100% missed your calling. I, would, yeah. I wouldn't say you missed it. You, you, no, you hit I, it on the I, mark. You were yeah, doing it. I did it. I did it. I but you could have done it. If you said you missed it, you could have done it for a big brand and made corporate money doing right. it. But like, right. for what? You, I got a lot of shit for people telling me like, oh, why, why do you have a picture of your face on your business card? Because who am I selling? Yeah. You're coming to hang out with me. Listen, self-promotion is the best promotion. Exactly. And if you're not selling yourself, who is? That's exactly right. Yeah. That's exactly right. I'm that's that's I, the I, same reason why I would do these birthday flyer photos with me. And, exactly. and, and, and But the thing is, I, I would not. Those. I appreciate I love those. You. I love those. I love <laughs> But I, I also didn't want to, I didn't want it to be, I, I had a, I had an issue with putting a photo of myself because I didn't want to come across narcissistic either. So I always right. have photos of myself. Fine like, line. Make, making fun of myself. Yes. If you look at my photos, it's like, you know, getting punched in the face, yeah, being yeah. hit with a, being a pinata, like random and bringing stuff. bringing your boys Yeah, because you're not exactly. narcissistic at all. What's no. that? I said, because you're not narcissistic at all. I, I, I'm not, smart ass. <laughs> <laughs> if you really know me, I'm not. Like, everything I do is try to uh, make, push forward my brand. Yeah, yeah. And my brand being outsiders for this. Yes. Man, kiss my ass, Bams. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only busting your balls, yeah, man. Only yeah, busting yeah. your balls. <laughs> anyway. Back to Eric. <laughs> and, I, and you know what? I'll, I'll say this. I love what you're doing with Outsiders. I appreciate and, and I wish that I wasn't as busy and I could participate in more. I, but I, I, I appreciate, for those, appreciate you for those that you've participated in already and your contribution. Like I said, 
Joey, I mentioned it earlier, but Joey's a huge part of our especially our cycling events. Yes. Um, and I know you always push. You yeah. first off, this man is responsible for one of my biggest accounts ever, and not maybe not financially, but it led to so much stuff. It actually led to me realizing I want to work with brands, and led to this. So, I bet you don't remember it. Do you remember the connection you made for me? No. MySpace. Oh. Rosalind. Rosalind. So. A hero. Yeah, well, well, the thing you you reached out to me saying um, I'm working with MySpace, but uh, now we're really dating ourselves. Because people, yes. most people are going to be like, what the hell is MySpace? <laughs> yeah, seriously. But wait, what the hell is MySpace? Come on, get out of so, here. <laughs> MySpace used to be known because they also had a great music platform. Right. And they used to, I didn't know they produced music, live music events until you told me. And then they told me why we didn't know about it. They were having a hard time getting the right promoters, the right venue. You were doing like China Club for a music event. Yes. And it wasn't right. Uh, and you connected me with them. And it ended up, you know, I, first off, it was a great connection. Yeah, I, I I loved doing music events, concerts. Shout out to Rosalind. I don't Shout out to I haven't Rosalind. spoken to her in years. I, I speak to her once in a while, but like, uh, I mean, she's killing she it. She got me the Black Eyed Peas. She did. She got me the Black she, Eyed she's, Peas. She's the plug. Like, yes. She I, got me the Black Eyed Peas when they were like right there about to blow up. Yeah. And I did I did an event at, I want to say it was either when it was Ruby Falls or Soul. Yeah. It might have been Soul already. And, um, this is when like Will I Am was not yeah. Will I Am yet, yeah. and they hosted a party, and it was I got him for dirt cheap. I mean, she, who she got us was the MySpace. Thanks to you, the introduction Platform. was right. what well, we did. Uh, the first event we did with her was T Pain's concert, his album release. Yes. And we did Ghostface. Then we did Clips. Yes. We did, uh, and then we did a bunch of artists. But those those were the ones that really stood out to me. And right. after the first one, where I mean, I crushed. I had to line around the block. Hero was packed. She allowed, she let me, thank God she let me book the supporting acts to promote the, the, uh, the event. So I would start booking the artists that I was working with, my DJs, my network and right. who, who went off. Shout out to Jasmine Solano. Shout out to. Yes. I remember that. Donis, uh, Adam Tensta in Sweden, uh, uh, K Salama Beatnik. Like she let wow. me put on these artists, uh, yeah. the retro kids back in the day. A shout out to Armand Van Helden. Yeah, um, Armand's the man, bro. He's, I mean, he was a legend, like bro, the witch he was, doctor. He was yeah. at. He was at. We did Strata for. I want to say Metronome Strata went on for us for about maybe nine years. Yeah, I remember that 10. Part. You made a name. Uh, so there's always a few parties that allow you to make a name for yourself in New York City nightlife. A lot for you. One of those was Metronome for yeah. sure. I yeah, that was one. Even it was, even though it was short lived, I'm not sure if you were ever involved. But Gustavinos was. I remember oh Gustavinos. Yeah, I don't know if I was ever involved. But I remember it. Yeah, but that was one that just made a lot of noise for us. Well, um, Hero was one for me. Thanks, yeah, thanks see, to that, partially that, to you because I had developed a relationship with them separately. Uh, actually, I have a funny story about Hero. I was doing Saturday nights at Hero and legendary. Gotta get Damon in here. I know I got it. So I was just about to bring up yeah. Damon, yeah. legendary Damon. Shout yes. out to legendary D Damon. Shout out Damon. He reached out to me saying, uh, there's one of his contacts, one of his friends wants to perform at our Saturday night. Our Saturday night was the bomb. It's called Old School. We had like Jazzy Jeff, Questlove, yes. like all these old school hip hop artists uh, DJing for us. Right. And she's like, she really wants to perform. She wants to perform. So I hit up my partners at the time and I'm like, listen, uh, this artist is up and coming. She got a song that's going to blow up. She wants to perform. Can I guess? Yeah. Khalees. Nope. Ah. Nope. No, no, no. Because that's his best friend. But no, this, yeah. it's, this, is, this is good still. So they're like, no, we don't know her. Our crowd is like, you know, pop culture. They, they only go to things, artists they know. Right. So we have to decline it. I'm like, all right. So I go back. I go, they said, no, I would do it. But they said, no, fine. 
a month later, they're like, yo, can you get her? Can you get her? Yeah. I'm like, I doubt it because you guys messed up, but I'll yeah. ask. I ask, no, she wants 50 grand now. You know who it was? Lady Gaga. Ah. Lady Gaga. And ever since then, I held that over their heads. And thanks to that, I mean, it sucked that we missed out on an opportunity, but thanks to that, I could book anyone I wanted after that. So I'd always be like, I want to book this. And we're not sure. I'm like, look what you do with Lady Gaga. I trust you now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, thanks to Damon. Shout out to Damon. But yeah. I got a similar story. Yeah. When we did um, Crowbar After Work. Yeah. I think you were, we, were, we knew each other at the yeah. time. We, do, we moved. It was a Thursday. It wasn't Tuesday anymore. We were doing Crowbar After Work Thursdays, and it was huge. I mean, it was... We did the Thursday nights. Right. Again so with Bill. We, we, Bill Spector. We, we, we Shout out the, to Bill Spector. We, exactly. Shout out to Bill Spector. We were the precursor to your Thursday night. Yeah. And um, I decided I want to book this guy, uh, Thick. At the time, <laughs> I remember, Thick. you know, I know, I knew I the name so because I was interning shit. at New America Agency and he was, he went by Thick at the time. New America? New America. That's Andre Harrell and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and Brett Wright's company. Didn't... Uh, Liani worked there? I don't know. Okay. I, I, we'll, we'll, yeah, I'll talk about it online. But go ahead. Yeah. Uh, but no, that's, that's how I knew him because they were pushing him. He's a new artist. He right. was the son of a celeb. Chauncey? Uh, who? Chauncey Bell. Yes, Chauncey, yeah. He's the one who brought him to me. Really? No, yeah. Chauncey wasn't there. I know yeah. Chauncey, but yeah. I didn't know he was. Chauncey son. brought me. Yeah. Uh, well, at the time, they just called him Thick. Yeah. And. Um, Pause on that name, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I know, Pause but that's, on the name. But that's, what he, that's what he went by. And, yeah. And that day, we booked Pipple. Okay. Right? I got a story about Pipple, too, and I'll give you that one. This is a good one. So we, we booked Pipple and, and, uh, and Thick and Robin Thick and everybody that I worked with. Every single, I'm talking Eric Virgil, Fred Kula, all these guys were, like, giving me so much shit because they were, like, Alan Thick, Alan Thick, Growing Pains. I yeah. was like, no, I said, this guy's the shit. Yeah. This guy's, the, I mean, you guys are going to, you got, uh, they shut it right, down. We'll do it. We'll do it. Oh, we'll do it. Okay. No, no, we'll do it. We'll do it. And I got him for pretty cheap. Yeah. And um, we booked him and he killed it. Yeah. Killed it. And then months later, everybody came back to me like, yo, you were right, bro. That yeah. guy, you know, it was kind of like cutting edge. Like if people knew, like I knew this guy was going to be an emerging artist. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, the fact that to have that ear, to have the ability to see future talent, right. I think it's the same thing, the same characteristics you had to see the fact that a small business card was going to work. You yeah. know, it's just like yeah, yeah. being able to have, a, to have a vision. Right. You know, and you had a great vision. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I had a good time the whole time around. Yeah. From beginning to end. But I got to beginning and end in that life? I got to give you the, the Pitbull story. Let's hear the Pitbull story. All right. So now we know Pitbull nowadays is a mega yeah. international star. So I was working at Show. I remember show. All right, so we were at show. I think it was Friday nights, and um, some boys, some of my buddies from uptown, from like Washington Heights, were like, "Yo, we're coming down. We got this guy from Miami with us." And I was like, "Yeah, come through. I got you. You know, yeah, no problem." And they show up. I want. I'm not even kidding when I tell you that. And you know this more than anybody. They show up with like 15 dudes and one girl. <laughs> and, the promoter's uh, nightmare. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And probably like two of them had shorts on. Yeah. You know what course. I mean? At the time, shorts was, you know, you and some had Tim's do it, on too. Right. right? <laughs> so I go outside, and this is one of my boys. Like, I, like I grew up with this yeah. kid, you know, and I'm like, Randy, what are you doing to me? He's like, nah, bro, this guy's, this guy's the next thing. And I'm like, he's got a song. I heard it before. Yeah. So I talked to him. I said, you know, I was like, what do you guys want to do? Because you know, you know what the deal was. Yeah. If you want to come in, gotta you got to do the right thing. Yeah. 
And I was like, yo, you guys buy, you got to buy bottles. Yeah. And, and this guy tells me, yo, we don't buy bottles. This is Pitbull saying this to me. Yeah. Like, we don't buy bottles, but we'll buy out the bar. We're from the dirty, dirty. Yeah. And I was like, all right, we're done here. Yeah. And you walked away? No, no, we, they, they came in, but, yeah. you know, eventually they came in, but it was just like, you know, they didn't want to buy bottles. I mean, it's expensive. I understand. No, at the time he wasn't, he wasn't Pitbull. Right. You know, and I, now I'm looking at it like, damn, you know, mm-hmm. like, you got to start somewhere, man. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. wait, so we're talking like the middle of your promoter career life. Mm-hmm. Uh, how did that progress? It progressed, you know, I, I, thankfully I did it at a young age, just like yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and youth was on my side. Yeah. So I stayed relevant for a long time. Um, I was kind of known as the, the guy who brought the Latin the, the Latin portion of it to the downtown scene. Yeah. You know, that's where yeah, we yeah. worked. And um, one of my favorite parties is one we did together. Manor. Manor? Manor was the shit, man. I only did Manor like twice. No, we were there for a little bit. Were we? Yeah. I can't remember, man. Yeah, you don't remember. Come on, it was me, you, Coltrane. Shout oh, out yes. To Coltrane. That's right. And um, who was at the door? Uh, was it Chad? No, Chad, Chad did the door, but no, it was... Um, the name uh sam sneed oh sam sneed shout out to sam who's sam. killing it right now in the uh with his production company yes like a good thing murdering it yes so sam sam was our doorman and uh coltrane had just started epiphany yeah you were there for a while i don't think i can't believe you don't remember we did yeah. a, we did some we i mean we got How many robbed. thousands of parties we, we got robbed oh we got robbed. now remember yeah we got robbed <laughs> yeah <laughs> we got robbed by the club owners but it was a dope party because we brought I mean, Coltrane had like the fashion thing. Well, I'm, I'm, yeah. It's now you remember? No, it's all coming I, well, together no, now. I remember the part. I remember the part. I didn't realize I was there that long. I've yeah. done a million clubs and parties. I know. But what you just said is a huge reason why it was such a dope party, and a huge reason why I think what I'm trying to do with outsiders, right, is diversity. Bringing it together. Because remember, back in the day, clubs were big. Right, yeah. clubs were huge. You couldn't right. have like now clubs became small rents are too high and so on so on a right. specific night it's one demographic for the most part right so one night is going to be one kind of person another night is going to be another kind of party right right back then you had part people that were of all walks of life so i use this as an, as an example i'm trying to bring 90s nightlife to the outdoors right. in a sense where you used to go to a club on a saturday night and you would see the the man in drag the drag queen talking yeah. to the hip-hop heads yeah with also talking to the bridge and tunnel the right. The, the cousines, you know? But it goes further back than that. I mean, they were, they were, uh, listen, do your research, bro. No, no, I'm, that's what I remember. I'm saying Mars, from what I saw. Mars Nightclub. I was a kid. Yeah. I mean, I was a little kid. I'm not saying that's and, your origin. Yeah, that's yeah. No, remember, no, yeah. no. But, but that was it. Like a yeah. place like Mars. All right. So Mars, which was in the meatpacking district before it was a meatpacking district. I thought Lotus was the first place in meatpacking. No, no, really? no, no, no. Mars. I'm getting a lesson right now. Yeah, Mars, Horatio 113, all these spots. Get Bill on here. Get Bill on here. And, and those guys come to Outsiders first. Yeah. For well, we'll get him. Yeah. He's, he's in shape now. <laughs> so Mars was literally five floors. And every floor had a different genre of music. Oh, wow. Yeah, but that's all the clubs were like that. Tunnel had, what, three, four floor, or three, four rooms. There was a hip-hop room. I was talking to Ellie Escobar about this years ago on Twitter. Ellie's a good dude. There was a flyer that said Crowbar. It said... A main room, this DJ spinning this music. And it had Ellie Escobar spinning 
uh, I forgot what the name of the room was, playing hip hop in that room. And they put it on the flyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, like, back then there was such an eclectic mix of people. Part of the reason I'm part of you're talking about it, Manor was so dope because it's such a mix of people gay, straight, right. black, white, right. you know, whatever. Celebrity, non celebrity. Exactly. But that's all, all together in one place and in it wasn't boring. And with Outsiders, it's the same thing. Like, I, I recently put a post about it. Like, you know, it's not just the fact that I like diversity because it makes it interesting. You get to see what someone's life is like, get a peek into what they have to say, what they're experiencing right. from a different walk of life, something yeah. that you have no idea about. Right. Uh, race, sexual orientation, age, gender, socioeconomic status. Like, that's something that New York is... is it was so separated. Well, but in that life, it wasn't. Right. That's the great thing about it. Yeah. Whereas, well, I feel like in LA, it's separate no matter what because there's no interacting. It, it, there's like you run into rich people in the subway in New York. Right. Not, they don't have that in in, uh, no. in LA. You know. Yeah, exactly. Um. So, is this towards coming towards the end of your nightlife days? Uh. Yeah. No. Well, what I ended up doing was. I was such a downtown guy for such a. And long were you time. a full time promoter, or did you have a day job at the same time? Well, when I was working in uh, in banking, I actually did so much in nightlife that I kind of, I don't, I don't want to say I lost the job, but I chose promoting over yeah. over working in banking. So eventually I was doing six parties in five days. So two on Saturday and it was like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah. You know, whatever it was. I forget. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Literally six parties in five days. And um, that went on for a while until I got into a serious relationship and decided that I needed to start doing something. Shout out to your wife, Janice. Yeah. Amazing human being. My rock. Well, well, um, are we okay with talking about her? Of course. Of course. Uh, Cancer free. Cancer survivor. Yes. Uh, And and I know that that obviously that was a tough time for you. Remember you talking about it? did how did that i had a question about that written down actually i wanted to know um your wife became a big part of our life yeah Yeah. how how long was she fighting um early detection was uh key she was only 36 at the time yeah so and was it breast cancer breast cancer yeah. yeah so early detection was was key there and you know finding out early and being able to nip it in the bud early was probably saving her life you know what was that i mean that you guys have a daughter together yes um i also have a son yes an older son uh, yeah, yeah. how old is your son you, know, you, you didn't get to meet him right he's gonna be 30 this year bro i feel like a mess your son's gonna be 30 West point graduate yeah really worked for facebook uh he's now doing a project for google what's his name keandre keandre yeah keandre, keandre doing yeah. big things played football at west point really yeah well, how do you play football? He's got to be bigger than you. Yes. There's two teams at West Point. 185 and under and 185 and over. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's almost like, you know, like Pee Wee. And, yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, he, he's bigger than me, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, but there's 185 and under and 185 and wow, over. Wow, that's amazing. Big accomplishments. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then your daughter, obviously, with your wife. Yes. Um, what was that whole experience like? Obviously, it was tough. terrible, but it was tough. I remember you, I, mean, I think I, I saw you moments while you were going through it, you yeah. know, uh, how did, did you guys, did it bring you guys closer? Like, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and, and it brings us closer every day. You know, the fact that she's now almost four years cancer free, you know, blessed. we celebrate it. Yeah. We're blessed. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. Um, 
And you, you listen, you, you kind of, you met her in nightlife, right? But yes. you knew to have a future with her, you couldn't stay in nightlife, right? Correct. Um, and you chose the right thing. Yeah. What, what was it we like? Talk, we talked offline how about I had the opportunity to work at Scores and as a host and decided that I mm-hmm. couldn't do it because she wouldn't stay with me. <laughs> no, well, listen, there's no future in, in that host work. 100%. As, but there's a huge future with your wife, obviously. Um, exactly. I chose the right path. 100% you chose the right path. Uh, but you did continue to do some of my life while you were with her and while you were married, but that yeah. was till end, right? Right. So I, I started tapering off, and I, you know what? I, towards the end of my, my tenure in the nightlife industry, I guess you could say I was almost like working remote, you know? Yeah. So, you know, a lot of, the, a lot of what we did as promoters was promote, 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 promote back-end stuff. So I did a lot of the back-end stuff, and... Business communications. Got, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I got away from some of the hosting, and that's when I realized that I just got to get out because I enjoy the hosting. That was the yeah. part that I enjoyed the most. I enjoyed both the back-end stuff and the hosting. I enjoyed the hosting way more right. than the back-end stuff because but the back-end was work. a family man. Right. So yeah. when you become a family man and you have to kind of like back off on, on doing the hosting part, it made it very difficult. You know, yeah. Little by little, pe- less and less people would come out. You know, I mean, yeah. I remember there were times where, you know, my birthday party was 300, 400 people that were there literally for me. Yeah. Where, you know, towards the end, you know, I was lucky to have 30, 40 people that right. were showing up for me for my birthday. Right. Yeah. And people, people change it. I mean, and I say it, we age out. Yeah. Um, you're interesting. You're, you're, your story is interesting because military yeah. banking, which I didn't know about. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, nightclub stuff, which is where we met. Right. And now, now you work something completely different. You yeah. work in the dock. Tell them what Steve you do. Steve Adoring. Steve Adoring. I work in the Steve Adoring industry now. Say it slower because I can't. Steve Adoring. Steve Adoring. So, Steve Adoring. Okay. Steve that's a new Adoring. word for me. Yeah, it's word an old school term. Okay. Right. So what so, exactly is Steve Adoring? So I manage um, operations f- with longshoremen. ILA, long, you know, which is union. Uh, Explain what they do. They are dock workers. Bottom line. So anything being imported into this country. Anything that comes on a ship has to be handled by a longshoreman. And those longshoremen need to be managed by a company guy like myself. But what's incredible is the the difference in how 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 different every one of your jobs and careers were. Right. Military, completely different from anything else you've ever done. Uh banking, very different from that. Oh, IT, IT and banking. Uh obviously nightlife. Right. How'd you end up doing this, uh, whatever that word is? <laughs> <laughs> How did I get into the waterfront? Let's call it the waterfront. Yeah. So, uh, I, and when did you get into that? T- 2008. While you were still throwing parties? Yeah. Knowing that you needed an exit strategy. Yeah. Is that what it was? it was? It definitely was an exit strategy. Yeah. So I had gotten, I got married in 06. Yeah. And by 08, I started thinking, you know, I'm aging. I wouldn't say I was aging out of How the business. How old were you at the time? How old were you in 2008? 2008. Uh, you're going to make me do math right now? Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. Have another drink. <laughs> <laughs> in 2008, I don't know. I was, I, I was 30-something. 40. No, 40. I don't know. 40. Yeah. I'm 49 now. Yeah. I'll be 50 in February. 
That calls for a party. Yes. Maybe the last few parties with me, actually. I know. Last few birthday parties. I know. I know. We. Need- I, I may come out of retirement just for one night for you. I, I may come out of retirement just to do my 50th birthday party. You, what do you mean? May you have to. I think I do. <laughs> it's a half century. And that's like, it. And that's it. And that's, I guarantee but, you're going to have a few hundred people there. But that's it, though. No, of course that's it. That's it. No, that's of course. It. Like that, 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 like, you know, that closes that. That, no, that, that chapter's been that closed. Chapter's, it's been no, the chapter's closed, but then now you have to, like, write the, you know, the, the outro. The the send, outro. Yeah, it's the, it's the send-off. Yeah. The send-off, yeah. right. But the man is not dying. He's no, 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 no. That, <laughs> no, no, no. That, that's no, like no, your midlife that crisis, kind of right? Off. You know, like. Well, this is midlife is, like, in your 40s. So, apparently. I made it past that. This is my midlife crisis. Right I made here. it. Midlife crisis at 40? No, your midlife, your midlife course, your midlife crisis between somewhere in your like your younger fifties up until your sixties. Oh, really? Yeah. All right, I'm not there yet. You're about, about to be my man. I don't know about like life. I thought I thought life expectancy went down nowadays. You know, I thought you well, know. Well, maybe it is forty now. Who knows? <laughs> well, we got to take better care of ourselves. How about that? Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? Like healthier lifestyles. So, and that leads us to outsiders. Exactly. Healthier there you go. What's funny is like you 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 you, you kind of you say aged out. You worked your way out of it. Uh, for me. Outsiders is a new club. Yes. You know, I mean, it's, I, it's not, we've had not, this conversation yes. and I love that. I it's love not that. age restricting, nope. right? Because we have people no. that are coming that are 21. We have people that come at 70. I no got dress code. Come, no dress code. <laughs> no, no exclusivity. Right. Meaning you don't, I, I just got tired of being. There's no genres. Listen, I, I don't, I don't, I don't have to deal with like feeling like a piece of shit because somebody can't get into a club. Right. You know? I'm accepting everybody because that's what I love. Yeah. We're inclusive. Exactly. You know, so I feel like I'm, I'm doing something that's so positive. I feel good about it. That's so dope. And that's why I love it, man. That's why I continue. Like I said, I wish I could do more. No, but even when you don't show up, you're super positive. You're super supportive. Like you always, I post something, you all share, you comment. So I appreciate you. Listen, I'm glad, I'm glad that's enough. But I wish I could do more. I wish you could do more too. I, I love to have you around more often. I, I, I know you I, will with time, and, yeah. and and when you can, you do. So I appreciate it. Well, you know what? Guess what? My daughter's what twelve now. Okay. So she might be the next outsider. She will be she's the next outsider. She's gonna roll with us once she turns eighteen. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's right. No, yeah, no, not no. eighteen. No, because you got you got booze there. She's a kid. Well, with you there, it's okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. As long as she has somebody keeping an eye. Yeah. Deal. Yeah. Done. Yeah. Um. So now you, you do this corporate job. Yeah. Uh, I don't even know if you would consider. I mean, yeah, it's corporate. It's a corporate industry. But I mean, but you're not sitting behind a desk. Well, you kind of, but not entirely. It's a blue collar job. Yeah. And I wear a white collar and a blue collar. Right. Job. Which is great. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like given your personality, doing, having, having the nightlife, yeah. being stale and stagnant behind a desk and, and pushing papers yeah, isn't your style. So I, I think this is a great way for you to find the middle ground. Right. Do you, are you me, happy it? keeps me going. Yeah, I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. You know? Um, I, I always joke that I, I manage a bunch of guys that make more money than me because they're union and yeah. I'm non. Do they? Yes, they do. <laughs> so, highest paid, highest paid laborers in the United States. So, I mean, look it up. Yeah, Longshoremen yeah, long, long make, they make bank, buddy. Yeah, they, they make bank. They yeah. Make bank. But it's about it. hours. They make a lot of hours and a lot of guarantees where they're, you know, they're working four on, four off, and they're being guaranteed those four hours. So it's a little bit different. Right. Um, so when you're ready to go into that industry, go on that side of the business. Uh, no, sir. I think, <laughs> I think we'll be, uh, my goal is to really grow outsiders. Like, you know, we've, we're right now we're in New York and Stockholm. Uh, I'm working on LA and Chicago. Um, hopefully uh, I don't like talking about stuff that hasn't happened because I feel like I jinxed it, but you know, not being superstitious, that's the goal. 
you know, I think I think every major city can, every person in a major city can benefit from being in the outdoors, uh, being active, being right. social, and a, a social environment that's not solely based on consumption. My son's in Nashville. Let's go to Nashville. We should just go to Nashville in general. I've never been. No, and I have Nashville's friends there. Dope, bro. I heard it's so yeah. dope. I've you haven't been, been yet? There. No. There we go. No. Let's take a trip. I know. I've never been. You've been to Nashville? No, I haven't. But I've I, been I, have, I have a reason to be there now. He works for Google in Nashville, so let's what, go. What's bro. funny? Uh, our first interviewee was uh, this guy was Patrick. Yes, I saw that. <laughs> Patrick. Uh, he he kind of spent time in in high school in Nashville, and when I asked him a question about his favorite city outside of the outside of New York, he said Nashville. Nashville. Yeah. Let's go. Let's do it. I'm ready. Um, I got somewhere to stay. Perfect. Uh, I'm, I'm there too on the couch. I got you. Awesome. Uh, my question to you is: You've done so many different things. Do you think? The current job you have is the final final destination as far as career goes. Yeah. Uh, and secondly, if you could do anything, anything else, you have any dreams? It could be career dreams. It could be personal dreams. What are dreams and goals you have that you that you'd like to achieve in your life? Most people think I'm gonna say like own a nightclub, right? No, I would think the opposite because you've experienced that. So right. why would you have the urge to? Right. I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised if you wanted to, but I don't. You want to hear something crazy? What? You remember Suede? Yeah. Shout out to Aton Sugarman, my boy. Yeah, we had the opportunity. Luck and I had the opportunity for a sweat equity deal there, and we turned it down. At Suede, when it was before it became popular. Before it was no, before it was open. Really? Yeah. Wasn't weren't they have like the guys from Backstreet Boys or In Sync or something like that were partners? Yeah, uh, there was a bunch of people. Timbaland was a partner. Yeah, there was a bunch of people that were partners, and he came to us because we were kind of hot at the time. Yeah. And he and we were doing parties together. I did I did a lot of parties with Aton. I did uh, Derek Jeter's birthday party on his like rookie year with him, which was insanity. I've heard stories about. I'm not gonna say who I heard it from, but this girl was telling me about her roommate, who was uh, yeah they were partaking in some crazy things at that party. Right, yeah. that party was nuts. Yeah, I, I was just telling the story. Listen, I sat at a table with Charles Barkley and Edward Norton. I think that says it all. Yeah. That's not like New York Drinking beer is chilling. Um, let me see. I got some questions I want to ask before we wrap this up. Go right in. Uh, what is a dream that you have yet to achieve? Dream I have yet to achieve. I own a home. I have a family. I'm at this table with Jeremy. <laughs> Almost a dream. Uh, I would say at some point in my life, I'd love to run a marathon. Yeah, that's that's actually a legit dream. I can't. Yeah. I can't do it. I I, I would had, love I had back to. surgery. I can't do it. Really? Ten years ago, I had back surgery, which is fine. I play ball. I'm active. I'm feeling great. But the one thing I probably can't do is run a marathon. Really? Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe I could, but like I'm not trying. Not to. even with like physical therapy or anything. I like do that? physical therapy nonstop to play yeah. ball. But besides, I'd rather play basketball than run a marathon. I hear you. Someday um, I would. I'd love to. Then train for it. What's up? I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'll do it with the outsiders. You can. It's not gonna be me though. <laughs> uh, what is your most embarrassing moment? Most embarrassing moment um, of your life doesn't have to be not life, but <sighs> my most embarrassing moment. Man, there's too many to mention. I mean, really? I probably had one before I even got in here. Oh but, yeah. Well, we're not gonna mention that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right now, off the top of my head, I couldn't think of anything. But yes, there's definitely. I mean, 
Okay. It's not embarrassing if you embrace it. Like, Very true. That's a way to knock the embarrassing out. Exactly. Uh, what have I not asked you that you'd like to share with the audience? Any fun facts about yourself? Any, anything about you that you want to share? I was a break dancer when I was a little kid. That's right. You, yeah. I knew that you were a break dancer. You told that's me that it. once. I love that. And, I, and that's one of my accomplishments. Shout out to Crazy Legs. Yes. Yo, yes. It's funny because I've knew I'm growing up in this area. You, you obviously you have to know about Rock City. You have to know about Crazy Legs. Another someone I idolized. Right. And and I, it was funny. Like they hit me up. We, we're you know we're friends now. And every time he hits me up, I'm still like, Yo, Crazy Legs hit me up. In same awe. with Bobito. Same with Stretch Armstrong. Yeah, all these guys. You want know to hear something funny about Bobito? And from like the early days of nightlife, because we were the only two Puerto Rican guys that ran in like the downtown scene. Yeah. People just assume we were cousins. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Really? I'm not even kidding. I'm not. I'm not joking. I mean, yeah. We're friends to this day. Yeah. And he has a song. Like if he, if you talk to Bobito, he'll say Eric Solar, cooler than a polar bear. Really? He says it every single time. <laughs> and that's how we. And we've been friends ever since. I met him hooping. We him playing ball. He's dope. I know. We, I, I met him when I was playing. I want ball my daughter to meet him because of that. Was that? I want my daughter to meet because my daughter likes to play basketball. Really? Yeah. So I met him because I was playing. I was playing in college, and I got invited to this open gym down in Soho to play with like all the guys play D one professional. Right. He's one of the guys there, and I remember going up to him. He's like, oh, he introduces us, introduces himself as Bobito. I'm like, word, Bobito the barber. Ha. He goes, yeah, that's me. I'm like, like stretching Bobito. I was like, yeah, that's me. I'm like, oh shit, yo man, I'm a big fan. Yeah. So yeah. I hooped, I hooped with him, and I was, I was amazing back then. Did you watch any of the documentaries? All of them. Dope. And uh, after the game, we start talking. You know, he, was, he liked he liked the way I played. He shouted me out recently about my skills. Uh, we're talking. And he's like, "Where are you from?" I told him, I'm half, "I'm half Persian, half French." Oh, word! My girlfriend's Persian, so yeah. we talked about like at the time he was dating a Persian girl. Yeah. He's like, "We should go get dinner and stuff." I'm like, "Yo, I would love." Don't they to. have a kid together? Uh, I don't think it's the Persian girl. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to put him on blast like that. No, so. no, no. <laughs> Shout out to Bob. Um, so and when I listen, go back to going back to Mars. I'll I'll say this. The five floors, one of the floors was a reggae DJ yeah. by the name of Adrian B. Yeah. Who later became Stretch Armstrong. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I heard it. Yeah, that's yeah. in the documentary, Stretch and Bob. Yeah, but but to see, I, I, I lived that firsthand. So, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I mean. You're older than and me. And that's, that's how I did. Exactly. I met, I met and, those, Stretch and those are my boys. Stretch in that life, but we became friends through playing ping pong. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What, did you beat him? No, he's, I mean, I, think, I don't remember. But I don't think we actually played. I, I threw these ping pong events as yeah. like a holiday event because I didn't want to just do a holiday event. And he participated. He was nasty. Yeah. Stretch um, the man. He is. Shout, Shout out to, to Stretch. stretch. <laughs> All right. So we end every interview with this with a segment of uh, five rapid fire questions. Go for it. All right. Favorite nightclub? Favorite nightclub that I did? Rapid fire, brother. Oh, it's Shine. Shine. Okay. Yeah. Shine. I remember going to one of your parties at Shine. With Liza took me there. That's the first time I met you. Come With on. Dennis. Come on. Um, shout out to Dennis. Shout out to Dennis. He goes by Jersey, Jersey Dennis. Yeah. Dennis, Jersey Dennis. Dennis Jersey. Dennis, <laughs> Dennis Jersey. Jersey. My I just bad. left him. Um, favorite city other than New York City? Favorite city other than New York City? I'd say Miami. Miami? Beach. Yeah. 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 Even though it's not what it used to be. It doesn't have to be in the States, by the way. But Miami. No, you're, you're right. You're right. Okay. Uh, I mean, I, I've no, also Miami, had great Miami. times in London, but I, I think that Miami's the okay. close second. Uh, hip hop or house? I know. Come on. Come Damn, on. bro, that's hard. I'm gonna have to say hip hop. Okay. I mean, I was We're born from the Bronx. Yeah. The originator, you know? Yeah. Shout out to BDP. Yeah. Um, if you could relive, if you could live or relive any decade, which would it be? 
I would relive the 70s. 70s? 100%. 70s in New York City? Yeah. I mean, in the Bronx. Yeah. I'd have to be in the Bronx. Yeah. Bro, I went to park jams and I saw Tito Puente play drums. Oof. My parents took me to a park jam in a school. You, like, you witnessed the birth, not Tito Puente, but you witnessed the birth of hip hop. Yeah. Firsthand. 100%. That's amazing. Last question for you. What is your favorite food? My favorite food is pizza. Pizza. <laughs> I love pizza, bro. And you brought me to Union City. Yes. There's good pizza down here. There's good pizza everywhere in the Tri-State, especially yeah. Jersey. Ooh, we got pizza here. All right. This is Sal's Pizza from West New York. Sal's Pizza from West New York? Yeah. Okay. Bur and they're, they're going to be good Burger pizza? Burger Line Avenue. Burger, shout out to Burger Line. Actually, me and Ben, well, I had the idea of shooting this, this concert that Ben inspired me for. It was, a, it was a shooting all the mom and pop shops on Burger Line that we grew up going to. This is one of them. This this is one of them. I know. I, yeah, I, been I, I remember, remember Sal's on Bergerland in West Nick. Hell yeah, man! So we we did a a, a little photo uh, project where Bam shot all these legendary, these old school mom and pop shops because I noticed that big corporate was coming in and, and renting out these spaces. Right. Like we're experiencing in New York. As soon as it's going to be all banks and pharmacies. So we did this photo exhibition. Well, he did it and right. uh, it came out amazing. So shout out to Bergerland Union City. I hope Las Palmas made it. Las Palmas? Yeah, you know. Actually, you know, there, there's a shot of Las Palmas on there. Is, uh, there is, yes. Dude, yeah, how yeah. dope is that place? Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> pizza's a little cold, but pizza's good yeah, cold, I too. Mean, listen, that's what's dope about pizza, is that even, even cold is good. <laughs> All right, man. Cheers. Salud. Hmm. Salud makes great pizza. Salud is dope. Yo, I want to thank you for being on the show. I feel like we could have talked for a lot more I know. time, but I yeah. cut it short. So many more stories. Part we'll have two. you back. Part two. We'll do part two. I'm Appreciate waiting. you being on the show, brother. My pleasure. I'm happy to have, I'm glad you had me. Oh, yeah, well, I'll have you again. Pause. Uh, <laughs> 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 well, I know I'm hungry, so I'm out. Peace. Mm.